Lord, this is our sincere prayers that we will be ready for your return. Having trimmed our lamp by watching over our lives and our teaching to be in accordance with your word, that when you come, you would have found us ready to receive you and to be received by you. Blessed be your name, cause that the word I will speak out we bear fruit in our hearts, giving us the grace not just to be speakers or hearers, but to be doers of your word. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I want to thank God for the grace of standing before us this morning to share his word. It is a privilege that I do not take lightly. And so I want to most profusely thank the leadership of this church, the Venerable Professor, and indeed every member of our cleric and the church leadership. I welcome everyone to this service this morning. And I do hope that at the end of this message, we would have been transformed, ready for his return. Because the greatest miracle is that a sinner is made a saint. And that can only be possible through the washing, which is by the process of the word. Where we read in our lesson, Isaiah chapter 40, our place of emphasis is verse 3. I would want someone to read verse 3 in another translation, preferably maybe NIV or Good News. There is a little distinction I want to make there. Ah, did you come to church with only King James? Yes, go on. Now, now, yes. Now start. A voice cries out. Okay. Prepare in the wilderness okay. a road for the Lord. That's okay. That's okay. Amen. If you read. The other is you said, a voice cries in the wilderness. No, I want to take a voice cries out. Prepare a way in the wilderness. Amen. I want to make a distinction. That a voice is in the wilderness crying. That you should prepare a way. It's different from that a voice is crying. That you should prepare a way in the wilderness. Now, Anywhere you read in the scripture and you come to see the wilderness, the next thing you will see will be desert. In most of the portions in the scripture there. And what is, why would a way be prepared in the wilderness? 
not in the home. And why would a way be prepared in the desert? I, out of curiosity, I looked up what is wilderness. And um, according to Webster, the new International Webster Comprehensive Dictionary, it defines wilderness to include an uncultivated, uninhabited or barren region. And a desert is defined as a region so lacking in rainfall, moisture and vegetation as to be uninhabitable by any considerable population. Any region which is uncultivated and desolate because of deficient moisture, which is barren soil or permanent frost. When the Bible says, prepare a way in the wilderness, God was not making any mistake after using wilderness. It mentions desert. Wilderness is not lacking in rainfall. But desert is. But the point is that in wilderness, there is no cultivation. In other words, it, might, it could have been a place where people once in a time past cultivated, they planted, it was abandoned. And having been abandoned, it grows into a thick forest. And so, no cultivation. But the important thing is that there is no cultivation. That is why it's a wilderness. But desert, no rain, nothing, no cultivation. And I liken that to our hearts. If a heart, if a heart has once received Jesus, but somehow along the line, lost touch, that heart grows into a wilderness. Amen? That heart will grow into a wilderness. You know, he said, you know, there was a time we used to plant there. And somebody will be asking, you mean you've been planting in that place? Yes, once upon a time. As for a desert, they had never been planting. And there may never be any planting. Because no rain, no moisture, nothing, no vegetation. So why would you go and till soil, ground? After tilling, you will not plant. Because no rain, nothing. Yet, the same voice said, still prepare a way, a highway for that matter, in that desert. God is asking me. I don't know about you. But let me say this. It's awesome. Each time I have opportunity of talking to people of God, I know that that is the time God has prepared to talk to me. It's only by grace that you may be a beneficiary. So pray for that grace to be a beneficiary because this message is primarily prepared for me that I may prepare in hearing, the grace map avail you and you hear and you prepare too. And so we all be prepared. Is my heart a wilderness or a desert?
If I had never ever asked Jesus to come into my heart, there is nothing I'm preparing. Amen. Because preparation means that you know the person you are preparing to receive. It says prepare for his coming. Do we even know who is coming? Have you ever had any encounter with him? If you have never had any encounter, then liken your heart to a desert. Yet, that desert needs preparation. Because he came for all. There is this song we sing. I know you will fail it. I will set a trap. So be very careful. You sing with me. I know. I know. I know you fell it. Every eye will see him. If he's only Anyadinso, they will tell you that we didn't even know that he came. So every eye will see him. Those who have prepared and those who have not prepared, they will all see him coming in glory. But it's only those who are prepared that we go. Now, you will know that this is true. Because the parable of the ten virgins, the Lord said there, when the bridegroom came, though he delayed, but when he came and the trump was sounded, the foolish ones, did they not hear the, the trump? They heard the shout of the voice. Ah, the bridegroom is coming. And that was what will make them know that they have missed rapture. Otherwise, they wouldn't know. <laughs> they would think that all, no, they were still walking. And so, if he's going to come, and every eye shall see him, does he not call for my getting prepared? Now, do you know that common governor, I use the word common, not even advisedly, I use the word common as in common. Common governor wants to come to your place. You begin to run head as get. I had what would have been a nasty experience when I did the burial of my father. I was a big man then. So I sent message, um, um, invitation to the governor, state governor. And uh, people told me, if the governor is coming, won't you go and tell the local government chairman so that he will come and grade their road. Those that came, you know how beautiful the road my place is. So they wanted us to grade the road. I said, if he's going to come. Actually, I, was, I kept expecting that he might come. He never came anyway. But what was needed was for the road to be graded. So the governor will come and drive on a good road and he will not appreciate the problem. Now, if we prepare for the governor, if the head of state, if the president will come and we will prepare for his coming, even bishop, I don't want to use the word common or uh-huh. but you know, it's, they're all in the same category. Now, if the bishop is coming in any church, 
except here. You will see, <laughs> except here, you will see um, Pamphron put across. So if you are going, if you are passing, through, you say, it's like the bishop will you know, pass through here today. What, what did they do? Preparation. And it is not on that, that day that they will put it. They would have put it a couple of days before in readiness for his coming. That is preparation. Now, once upon a time, I proposed to a lady who later became my wife. I, she was doing her youth service in Aquaibom. The day she was, we agreed she would come. We agreed. I even told my mother. My mother came. I don't know whether my mother is in the church. Is she here? Okay. Now, my mother was, we were expecting that she would come. Trust now, <laughs> we did a few things. So that she wouldn't come and then meet a house that is scattered. Even though she was going to end up in the living room. But that living room must be ready. And some nice food was cooked. She didn't come. She didn't come. But there was preparation. And so they will tell you, Jesus is coming very soon. And you say, I will not prepare because he may not come. And you may not, you may be in that unreadiness. And he comes. Prepare for his coming. And this preparation is not just restricted in the town where people are living. It is in the desert. It is in the wilderness. That heart that has never considered Jesus for a moment is being asked to prepare. By the way, that heart never knew. So, whose responsibility is it for that heart to be prepared? It's mine. It's yours. And that is why, if you look there, I said, the ultimate revival. Because I will carry this revival and you will carry it. Otherwise, these people may never get to know that it's coming. It will be sounding like a fairy tale. Amen. 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 Now, but why must we prepare for his coming? There was a time they said, a man who said, Jesus, he came as a lamb. A pastor lamb. He allowed himself to be born in a manger. He wasn't just born there. If you read the book of John, you understand him. He said, I am laying this life down. And I have the power to do what? To take it up again. Ah, murum nihigi, we wusi obaram. There's one sense that there's in 
ulo ihe nke nnam ocheze mmaramma ka mraporo bia no uwa ni higi that is the king that is coming again the one that died he's not coming to die again for me he has done god has done all he needed to do for my salvation now it's for me to prepare you know my wife she's sitting very close so every reference way the day i told her about that marriage something i didn't prepare but she later told me she didn't feel like the shoe I was wearing. It was like, I swear to God, you know, said, Don't worry. So I didn't prepare. But the day, I'm talking about the time Jesus came the first time, the world was not prepared. But this time, you need to be prepared for you to be with Him. And I, I, I dare say that preparation. Is a thing that marks our success. There can never be success without preparation. Those who teach know that when you see a student and he says and he's you know, gallivanting, doing all manner of things, eventually during the exam time, you see a student reading very hard. Check. That student had not been reading before. When we went to law school, I told a friend of mine that I'm in this law school to make a prize. Say, look at you, Barry. You want to make a prize. And you are here with me. Check Asuzu. Asuzu was a, a, a cosmet. Asuzu has a permanent seat at the library. How many times have you been there and you want to make a prize? Well, I didn't make any prize. Asuzu made anyway. Because he was ready. He started reading from the one. He had a permanent seat at the library. And I seldomly touch the library because they said you must go. So you are going. Not as if I was so enthusiastic. And so when exam came, in fact, in those days in law school, you will see a person with spirit and then the tie holder will be, I am born again. And we are all studying. Everybody. Because we never studied. We never studied before. Those who studied were simply moving the way they were moving before. Preparation is not a matter of fire brigade. For this second coming, I'll come to that again. First, I want to ask, why must we prepare for his coming? Why must I prepare for his coming? And where our sister spoke to us the Sunday before last, the test was Matthew 24, I think, 42 through 44. Can somebody help me read quickly? Matthew 24 through Forty-two through forty-four. Yes. You too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Okay, I think I'll, I'll be okay with that. 
I need to be prepared because I do not know. When I was a kid, I had a friend. And he told me that he doesn't need to repent. I had not repented by then, no. So don't think I repented as a kid. But I was playing religion. And he told me that he would act like one of the thieves who was crucified with Jesus. So at the time of his death, he would repent. And I asked him, <laughs> not as if I was mis- mischievous, I wasn't then. I asked him, what if you are the one that was crucified on the left hand side? Because if you, if you will say, Lord, remember me when you get to your paradise, there must be one on the left hand side who would have, you know, asked him, why are you here? Didn't you say you are Lord? Why don't you deliver yourself and us? And so what if you are the only one crucified with him? Because if the other person didn't say it, you will not rebuke the person. And what if you are the one on the left hand side? It means you will be the one that will abuse him. So you will go to hell. And that thought, what I said before I repented, had continued to guide me. That last minute preparation for his coming is suicidal. I need to prepare. Remember the question is, why must I prepare? I need to prepare because I do not know the hour he will come. And the Bible says, he will come like what? A thief. Second Peter threatened. He will come like a thief. And because he will come like a thief, I need to prepare. Jesus even said, if only the owner of the house knows the hour the thief would come, he would have been what? Prepared. Because he doesn't know. He doesn't also need to live the life anyhow. You need to live your life always in readiness because he will come. Just as the song we um, sang last. Ready for his coming. Amen. Another reason that I will be ready and for his coming is because many will come in his name saying, I am him. And that is the problem. Remember I said, we need to have known him. And if we don't know him, then someone needs to tell us about him. If you have not accepted him, this message is not for you. I'm sorry, it's not. I'll ask a question now. Do you know who Putin is? Putin. You know him. If they say Putin is coming, how will you feel? Eh? Then you, are not, you don't know him. You don't. So, sorry. This thing I was doing once upon a time as a teacher still affects me. So, <laughs> you know Putin. You don't tell me you don't know Putin. Who knows Putin here? Wando. He has the name of Putin. President of um, Russia. If they say Putin is coming, will you stop going to work that day? How does it concern you? 
He is coming again. It's not for those who don't know Jesus Christ. Because to them, life is just normal. You don't, know, you don't need to prepare. That is deserto. It's dangerous. It's also possible you may be in the church. Remember. Now so long. Kamado be no chichi. my Jesus Christ. So it's a dangerous thing that you live very close to the house, yet you live in thick darkness. That's deserto. That heart is desert. It did not make any difference that, look, I have been coming to church. You do not know him. You are not preparing for his second coming. If you didn't receive in the first one, why prepare for the second? And who tells you it works like that? One bag of EJ. Okay, see me. Preparing for his coming. Amen. Amen. Many would come and they would say, I am he. Today, many are coming. Because how many of us know about Peter or Demena? No, Nisha. You don't know about Peter Demenem? Ah. Peter Demenem is said to be the Christ that came again. In fact, they captured him in the uh, cloud when he was coming. I have a person from my village, my classmate in uh, primary school. He was an adherent of um, Marion Braham. He moved from Marion Braham down to Peter Demenem. And I said, are you, are you not insane? Peter Demenem, even by that Demenem, I'm not going to be able to Now, and he is married. He has children. And he's telling you he is the Christ. He has come again. He lives in Onishan. And you are worshipping him. You are worshipping him. Many will come and they will say, I am he. Except you know him. Except you have once in your life come to a clear understanding of who he is. You will think he has come. You will think he is one of those things. I don't want to talk about Odumeje. I mean, that's it's a clown. We don't talk about clowns here. Amen. I am talking about those who are making claims. Why will you not prepare? Another reason we must prepare is because my life is short. Psalm number 39, verse 4. Remember, we are talking about prepare for his coming. And why must I prepare? And I said, I need to prepare because my life is, I don't know how your life is, but mine is short. Who is reading now? Verse 4. Yes. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth. Okay. Go on. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. If the Lord has reminded you that your life here is short and that life is fleeting, you will need to prepare now. You will not do like me at the law school. And waiting for the bar final. You know, we call it bar final. People will think it's a very big thing. The same thing. The same thing. Why were we all afraid was because we didn't prepare. 
And so people start falling sick. Say, by final. There was something big called by final. It's the same exam. Lack of preparation. If the Lord reminds you that you may never live to see rapture, not for any particular reason. Our brother that was buried yesterday, a couple of weeks before, if you had told him that he will not be here to listen to this sermon, he will not believe it. David said, Lord, teach me to see that my life here is brief. In Psalm number 90, verse 11, he also said the same thing about teach me to number my days. If we know this, then we need to be in readiness. Of course, everyone must be prepared. And I will tell you how. If you choose not to prepare to meet him, you have also chosen to be prepared not to meet him. If you choose not to be prepared to meet him, you made a choice. Your choice is that I am preparing myself to do what? Not to meet him. You know, they used to tell us that Obogen were planned. As kids, we didn't know. When we grew up, we knew that Obogen were planned. Because he has planned not to pass the exam. Because of plan. If you are not studying, haven't you planned not to pass? It's planned. So if the Lord teaches me that my life is brief. If the Lord teaches me that that project I am embarking upon may never be executed, then I will be prepared now, knowing full well that he is the master. He is in control. He decides whether I will even finish this message or not. It's not impossible. Say, hey, tragedy. The person preaching fell and died. Uh-huh. Life goes on. Let us know that our life is short. Amen. Some a couple of years back, a boy, well, a man, because he's older than myself, in my place, he was a member of Labour, uh, a trade union. He went for a meeting in Calabar came out and then branched and told others, I will stop, go to the village for burial. I saw him. He finished, but he believed, he had always believed that there is no need for any drink to remain where he is. Yet he was hypertensive. He finished, left the place, got home, greeted the mother, went upstairs. Somebody else came to see him. Ask the mother, where is he? Where? The mother said he's upstairs. Got there. Instead of being on the bed, he was on the floor. Well, long story cut short, he was dead. And um, there was speculation that people killed, nobody killed him. You know this Umwe hypertensive and silent killers. And I had the opportunity to write something sliding in our platform. My village platform. Sliding into eternity unprepared. 
Many of us do not know how short life is. And we are sliding into eternity unprepared. That is why we need to be prepared. Another thing is because if I prepare to meet him, I'm not doing him any good. If I prepare to meet the Lord in his coming, who am I doing good? Myself. I want to read Job chapter I think 22. And um, Michael, I want to apologize up front because I'm reading in Igbo. I want, well, I will tell you why I want to read this in Igbo. You, you have it in English version. But the Igbo version, which is what I grew up with, is um, the Igbo translation is what there's a little something there that is not in the English version. Job chapter 22, verse 2. Obuchineke kamadu na barani ihe. You won't see what I'm going to say in your own. Eh eh. Kama onye nweru uche na abaro nwe ya ni ihe. Three. Onatonye purimi ihe ni iluto. Ni ibu onye ziyo mume. Mwabu. Uru. Mwabu. Oburu nebono ni nemeko uzogi nile zuoke. It is not. Onye nweruche ona abarachi neke ni ye. Bible si eh eh. Mado ona abarachi neke ni ye. Eh eh. Kamo onye nweruche na abaro nwe ni ye. Therefore, why must I prepare for me to be beneficial to myself? Listen. It is possible that I may decide to backslide. You know it's choice. Even as I'm preaching, I may be living in sin, you know. But it's my choice to live in sin. You, you don't just commit sin anyhow. I'm not saying you may not make a mistake occasionally. But to live in sin, I brought by mistake or choice. To have sinned in one of time could be a mistake. But to live in sin, nah, a mistake. So if I choose to be deceiving everybody around, pretending to be a Christian, and I live in sin, it is I am doing to I'm doing to myself. Madonna Barachine can hear Madonna Barachine can hear. Eh eh, unasidia kama onye nweruche na abaro nwe ya nihe. It don't it doesn't affect God anyhow. If Jesus had not come down, he would have still remained the second person in Trinity. But he chose because of me. Because he loved me. I guess he loves you too. He chose, he made a sacrifice. He had to wear humanity. He dropped divinity. And you are still sitting there. And I'm just, and I'm talking as if after now, 
you know, I have done a very big job talking to people. If I do not prepare, I will likewise perish. Cheta, onyangweruche na baromweyandihe. That is why I need to be prepared. Because he gave me wisdom that I will be of benefit to myself. Of course, another reason why I need to prepare is because I need to be like him. The Bible says in First John chapter two, chapter three, verse two and three, verses two and three. We do not know what will be like, but when he comes, we'll do what? We will be like him. And so we need to purify ourselves. I am the one that will do the purification. Yes, refining. In Malachi, God says, he's the refiner, yes. But I am the one that will bring myself to be refined. Listen, if I will leave sin, I am the one that will leave sin. God will not leave sin for me. I once had a friend. Well, a friend. And um, I asked him, Austin, this cigarette, why wouldn't you stop this cigarette? says, if God doesn't like the cigarette, God will stop, should stop uh, him from smoking. I said, he won't like what he will do. Because he can even cause cancer to be here. So, you will see cigarette. You won't see how to touch it on your lips. I'm not talking about death. So, I am the one that will live sin. I am the one that will prepare. Preparation is what I will do. It, it, you know, sometimes, <laughs> some kids play some pranks, they will they want their parents to see them as if they're studying. Even if I see you and I think you're studying and you're not studying, if you pass, is it not for you? Okay. Um, my mother, they call her Mama Barista. That's all she gets to. I am the Barista. Mama Barista was so human with them. So, if you do good, and you succeed. Are you not the one that will take the credit that the glory will go to? So if I prepare, and if you prepare to meet him, and he comes, and every eye is seeing him, and you are raptured, is it not for your own good? Why will you not prepare? Why will you wait for people to shout their head out before you now decide to prepare? You need to prepare for your own good. Amen. And when he comes, he will bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Hebrews 9.28 Hebrews 9.28 So also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. Okay. He will come again. He will come again. Not to deal with our sins. Okay. But to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Amen. He came the first time to deal with my sin. When he comes again, he is not coming to deal with my sin anymore. He can't allow that to happen. If he's coming again, he is coming to bring salvation to those who have waited, not those who preached about his second coming. No. Not those who listened, but those who are waiting. And so, if I want to do myself some good, I would, after this preaching, decide to leave out what I have said. If you want to do yourself some good, you would, 
after listening, now decide to live in accordance with what has been said. Otherwise, we are simply getting, heaping upon ourselves condemnation on that day of his appearing. Because he will appear. And what will be your explanation? That you didn't take them seriously? Or that you were waiting for the next hour? In fact, I had the intention of repenting, but I needed some time. Will he take that from you? Certainly he will not. Amen. Amen. How do I prepare for his coming? And I've said it before. The only way to prepare for his coming is to live for him today. Is to live for him today. Not to wait till tomorrow. I need to live for him today. I live for Jesus day after day. Well, it wounded you. Amen. I live for him. The Holy Spirit I will obey. I live for Jesus every day. Have you decided? That is the preparation. Have you decided to live for him today? Or is there a business that needs to be done with? Then you will repent. When I was at the law school, I saw somebody from my town, my village, and I was talking with him. He told me, I should leave this preaching. It won't work. I said, why? He said, because he works in the, at the wharf. And they can't, he can't stop stealing from there. So, what I'm trying to do is to, if, if he now repents, he will stop that thing. That, even if he stops it, others will chase him away from that place because he will become a problem to them. So, I should leave the preaching. And I, did, I couldn't make much meaning out of it. I don't want to repent now because of where I'm walking. Says who? My attitude. What I need to do is to live for him today. If I do, mine is to decide. His is to give me the grace. I don't need the grace. I, I cannot make out the grace. If I decide to live for him today, Jesus, who promised to send the comforter, the counselor, he will make available the grace that will guide me. And so, for me to prepare is to live for him today. Not to wait. You know, one day they will say, ah, rapture has taken place. It's okay. Those who are remaining, we now have to uh, get salvation, but through their blood. I don't need to wait for that time more. It must be done now. The first call. Let's go. Let's go. And we can only do that when we are prepared. Not when we are waiting. What should be my attitude? What should be my attitude in this preparation? The first thing is, who is Jesus to you? You know, the book of James says, you believe in God, 
You did well. If, but said, even Satan believed and did what? Shuddered. So it's not something wonderful that you believed in God. It's, there's nothing. There's, everybody, virtually everybody believes. You know, in those days, the way we know brothers is that normally I need Bible now. brother. So, and they say, no, in the Bible. In the Bible. I can't anyway. But now, and of course, in those days, if you are talking to somebody, if you call for crusade, people will come. Today, the Choyme experiment, call for crusade, nobody comes. Sunday church again. And that's why some people will now rent people. Do you know why? So, people are now getting familiar. So, they have heard this preaching. And because they've heard it, there is nothing you are saying that is new. The only thing that may be new is the life you live. So, what's, why will you come? In those days, people see Christians and have some respect for them. Today, not. The life I live. But I want to say that the attitude is that people are now having itching ears too. That's uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy, is that 4? Having itching ears. They want to heap upon themselves some kind of preaching. And I say, someone here, the Lord is saying that I will raise 10 millionaire CM by the end of this year. If you belong to that, say, the shout, um, shout is loudest hallelujah. And you are, you are shouting the loudest hallelujah. And you are a messenger, a blue millionaire. Does that make even make you a Christian? Not even that you did a American lottery, Casey. Maybe you can win it. Even if in a law age you go one and that's in a millionaire. Just like in those days, small boys came out, said deceiving us. They will call numbers and people were following them. Brethren. Have you had encounter with him? If you have not had the first one, do not prepare for the second. So first thing first. If you have, if you think you have, when was it? You know something? If I ask everybody their age, they will tell me, including the key forge, la forge. You know, most people, I don't had it. But at least you know it. And so if you could know when you were born, which you didn't know, your mother told you, or you saw the baptismal uh, certificate, or birth certificate, that's what, that's what made you believe. If you know it, and somebody's asking, when did you give your life to Christ? I told her to say, when I was born. If one he said, it means you've never met him before. Anna Akpachapuanya is to Jesus. Listen, it's not the mother of uh, serendipity. Eh? 
Amen. You are going for him. You decided you will go to him. If you don't, you will never meet him. And so, are you here? Are you here? But adventure, we've been wasting our time talking to a person, asking a person to prepare for second coming when the person has not met the person the first time. If one would you make a way for him? There's this song. Sorry, you pardon me because I grew at what I read when I was born was a prayer nab. So I like it. Most of the song, like the one that we sang before this sermon, I had difficulty following. I've asked them about a song which they will not be able to project. I will just read the weddings. Abu 267. I will just read it. I won't sing it. Jesus. Kobata Onyenjo Igekweya. I think it's SS and S um SS and S uh, two no four four three. If you have uh SS and S four four three. Now onodo the rewu that stands the two. Onodo the rewu nolo. Ma Christ onye poburo no be no be in konguru ni ya. I have time to go to work. I have time to do play. I have time to do everything. But that heart, he came from my heart. There's no place. We're talking about his coming. My Christ, no being come here. Jesus in time Jesus Christ Think about it. I know that except Michael Lulu, who will need an interpreter, maybe one or two person. Everybody heard me well. Christ, Abu Kozon Esoya, Abu 269. SS and S 363. With this, I would wind up. 269. Onyobia no 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 no
Jesus Christ. Okparanna. Kobata. Now. Sansa 2. Mewo biginye ya. Kobata. Oga ala mbuine. Mbuine chere. Kobata. Kobata. Obwe yi. Oga alorigo ogo. Oga echebe yi. Mbuine Kobata. Sansa 3. Genti nolu yu wa. Koburo nyi rotara. Ane guzo no nozo. And he looked. He saw that the heart was not prepared. But the heart was not prepared. He just can't come in. No, he won't. Jesus cannot come in if it is filthy. And that is why our topic says prepare for his coming. And he's begging you. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't understand a better, something better than this. That my Savior is begging me. Okay, mere moriri. And the person who will prepare a feast for me is begging me. Get ready. Hi. And look at my stubbornness. And I'm refusing. If one is But today I have the opportunity. I've heard his voice. He says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not do what? Harden your heart. I'm reading stanza four. Amen. When I receive him, when I prepare for his coming, because he's coming, he's coming to save those who have been waiting for his appearing. You know the drama last Sunday was something else. <laughs> the girl who just told his her friend, please let me ease myself. Because the friend was pressing her phone, the friend said rapture had taken place and ran into the church. And everybody was, and people started confessing their sins. After confession that day, what happened? Rapture has taken place, has taken place. So if you like, confess twice. If you like, be the rich man. Become evangelist from the grave. It will work. It will not work. I want to plead with us. I want to plead with us. I want to plead with myself. If I love my soul, if I love my soul, I should prepare for his coming. Because he's coming. If Bible says he's going to come the first time and he came, and he says you come again, surely he will come. And if he said you need to be prepared because you don't know the hour, it means I need to be prepared all the time. What is that in me? What is that lifestyle? What is that that is going to make me lose his appearing? I know it. You don't know it. Nothing that will make you, you know it. Nobody, nobody does. It is for me to decide now to be prepared. It is for you to decide now. Otherwise, you 
Let us pray. Ah, igekwe, igekwe ko bigiri onefu. Mani nwero herubua, you have the time, the opportunity and the, everything available to you just to say Lord, I come unto you. He is begging. My Savior is begging me. Your Savior who came, who died for you is begging you. And he asking, give me your heart. My son, give me your heart. It may be, it may be your own last call. It may be the last call you hear and you regret in hell. Are you like that here? You want to receive him. You want to be prepared. And you've not been prepared. You've not, you've not even known him before. Let's start from there. You want to know him today. Right now. I only tell them. Please. Can you give me a little time. I'm running up this message. I'll come and see him. Manasim no nyensoptam Nechere. Can you get up where you are now if you desire to yield unto him? You want to yield this your life to him. You are tired of managing your affairs. You are tired of living your life the way you want to live it. You know, however you want to live it. Can you get up now? As God, I want to yield my life to you. Will you yield unto him? Can you stand up wherever you are if you so desire to yield your life to him? Don't look if someone else is standing. On that day, I will appear alone. I'm friendly with my wife. Is it material because I will die differently from her? Can you yield your life to him? Can you surrender today? I urge you. If you so desire, I plead with you that you may stand on your feet and will pray with you. Perhaps you've known him before. But somehow you've allowed your heart to become a wilderness and he's asking that a way should be prepared there. Can you decide to make a way in that wilderness? Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, And he will make water to flow in that wilderness, in that desert, springs of water. Ah, he will make your desert heart to become a spring of water. Can you ask him to rule over your affair today? Prepare your hearts right now. Ichoroina bata Jesus diko nyengwegi nyengzo putagi ko bata kimegere yozo ko bata. You will open the hearts 
the door willingly to let him in. We will make this call because it's a cry that nobody will be with any excuse because of the love of God. And knowing the love of God, we persuade man. The love of Christ constrains us that Jesus died for us. He died for all. That those who also now live, having let him in, will no longer live for themselves. Will no longer live only for the ambitions. Will no longer live only for the day and the year and the season. But for him who died and rose again for them. You want Christ to come into your life. To take care of sin. To take care of his absence in your life so far. To take care of Ipwe Church all along. To take care of your self-righteousness which is like fear they rise before him. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you. You came first as a lamb for sacrifice. You paid the price for my sin and for my life on the cross of Calvary. You shed your blood for my sins. This moment, I am sorry for my sins. I am sorry for my past life. Come into my life as I repent. And decide to turn away from them. And turn to you. Come inside. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from my past. Give me the power to be a child of God. Thank you. For hearing me. For saving me. In Jesus name. Amen. And there are others here. Who also. Jesus was in. But this moment. Your spirit bears witness. That he's not in. He's a stranger. You have made him one. Can you reconcile with him? Can you reconcile with him? Can you reconcile with him? Tell him, come right in again. I rededicate my life unto you. Father and our God, we live this life to you again. And as he has affirmed his faith in you, willingly, consciously, Almighty God, let all things pass away in the name of Jesus. Let all things become new in the name of Jesus. Let Christ be formed in this heart by that miraculous way that you make a transformation 
that no one understands, but we see the evidence in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, let the peace that passes all understanding, beyond human contraption, garrison this heart now onwards in the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of God bear witness with his own spirit that he is a child of God. That he is a child of God. That he is born anew in you. That he has transferred from the kingdom of darkness into that of the marvelous light in your son Jesus Christ. And let the rest of the days of his life be to your own glory, power, praise, mercy, and to your own honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh,